Midweek movie mention, I'm going to talk about a film which covers two of my favourite topics, which is sport. So Dan will enjoy that. And wanking. And, uh, yes. Don't think there's any wanking in it. But also data and statistical analysis. Oh. This is this is the 2011 sport slash drama baseball film, Moneyball. First shocking revelation to disclose. How are you? you haven't seen this. No, no. I know it's something that needs to be observed at some point because it keeps coming up on my... People recommended you watch this. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Mm. And I've watched it over and over and over again. It's my kind of go-to when I just need something on in the background or I just, you know, something on the telly that isn't going to be obtrusive. I just stick this on. It's a bit of a question mark, as in I don't exactly know, joking aside, quite why it's such a hit for me. But I really, really love this movie. It's the sort of classic sporting underdog story i suppose yes but not in a way you've ever seen before really but but kind of flipped in the sense that it's not just uh, a team that is shit it's a team that sort of rewrites the how you approach the game kind of story so the the film opens with them being knocked out of the world series or the divisional fucking whatever it is and it's baseball, yeah. And that's a the other sport, thing. A sport is that-, that is defeating in its understanding of anything I've, I've tried. I love cricket. I love the scoring yeah. systems. I love all the bullshit stats. I love it all. So I might like this film, but I just find baseball such a hard game to interpret. Bottom of the night. It's a good one for, it's a good one for, for highlights, I would say that. Okay. I mean, I'm not, anti, I'm not anti-baseball, but it isn't a sport that I'm particularly big into. I don't have a team that I follow or mm. anything like that. But this film... Yeah, like I said, it opens with them uh, having just lost. So they're approaching the new season with several of their best players leaving on a free. The challenge is that they have the lowest salary in professional baseball. And Billy Bean, who's played by Brad Pitt, is the general manager of the team. And he is charged with getting them back into the playoffs. And the expectation from the owner is that they're going to challenge against teams that have 10 times the salary. And so he has to try and figure out a way... They need, to, they need to be able to compete against these teams, which just looking at it on paper, it's not feasible. So they there's a guy who's written a book, which is all about the statistics of baseball and kind of saying that if you're able to do X, Y, and Z, you will have a successful team. So through a kind of chance encounter, he meets a guy whose name they actually changed in the film. He's called Peter Brandt in the film, but that, yeah. he, 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 that's not his real name. The guy, This is Jonah Hill, right, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so the guy, his name was Podesta, and he was really helpful and really good in the behind the scenes making of the film. He was actually involved, but because they changed it a little bit, he said that actually that character didn't represent the true mm. nature of him. So they, he did ask for the name to be changed. And, and we can talk a little bit about this film did have quite a difficult gestation period, but they basically come up with this thing of all you need to do in a very simplistic way is get people onto first, get people on base, and then we'll score runs. Right. And that, uh, so they just—they're basically looking at averages. They're going through statistically, looking at the guys that they're losing. Who can we get in on the cheap? Who we can recreate the averages? And that sounds fucking shit <laughs> as a concept for a film. They're just um, trying to cynically beat the system. Well, it's not cynically. Yeah. It's just that they're using statistics and computing to replace what was done just by eye and scouting, basically, before. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned the scouting there, you've got some really good scenes of 
these guys, these old school guys, and they are old, and they a lot of the people in the film, especially well, certainly the the scouting guys were actual Major League Baseball scouts. Yeah, that they they had got these guys in as sort of consulting and how does the how's the language work and how they speak and actually when they had them around the table they're like well let's just have these guys I mean they know what to do mm. uh, and so they're saying oh you need to get this guy in because he can do blah and this guy's really athletic and and, and Brad Pitt's guy's just like don't know don't care how many times does he get on base that's all I'm interested in what's the percentage we can get this guy for a quarter of a million get him in that's all we need and all these guys are like that's not going to work and they use some really sexist ways of determining whether a player is any good so whereas brad pitt and jonah hill are saying no this is the average we need to get they suggest a player and one of the scouts goes no his girlfriend's ugly so we're not having him wow if you've got an ugly girlfriend then you lack confidence and you're not good enough he's not getting in the team and apparently this was you know real dialogue that people were saying accepted wisdom yeah this was a thing like no ugly girlfriends no fat chicks, not happening. That's how you. <laughs> that is how these guys would judge a player's ability. It's fucking mind-boggling. So, I guess when you drill down into the film, why it's so successful is you've got a script by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Although he only came in at the rewrite stage, when he touches the script, you're going to get some magic in there. You've got brilliant performance by Brad Pitt. Brilliant yeah. performance by Jonah Hill. A really restrained um, performance from Brad Pitt, who's usually who is a very good actor, but usually his characters are very big. But he plays Billy Bean very small, actually. Well, he's kind of a, he's a failed player, as in he he was his history was could have been professional in any sport, was meant to be the next big thing in baseball. It didn't turn out that way. A failed career, journeyman round the leagues, and then ended up as a general manager. He's also an underdog in mm. as, as well as the team is the underdog. You've got Jonah Hill at his most rotund mm. in this film. He is almost unrecognisable compared to what he looks like now. He is, well, and also character-wise as well, because he's very restrained. He's quiet and timid. He's a nerd. He's a nerd in yeah. this. He's, he's the one who really owns the statistical side of it. He just wants to sit in the office and review stats and look at stuff. <laughs> he does And then Brad Pitt's... Brad Pitt's like, no, you, you, need, you, you need to go and fire this guy. You need to tell him he's getting... And he's what? Can't do that. So you get these kind of funny scenes. You've also got Philip Seymour Hoffman, who plays mm. the coach, Art Howe. And he is another old school baseball guy who doesn't want any part of this statistical bullshit. He wants to look at a player, judge him based on what he sees on the field and pick his team like that. And so he, he rallies against the... The, this new approach and they're both very good foils for brad pitt's character they you yeah know, they, they it, sort of perfectly complement him the real life uh he said that this is bullshit he didn't he didn't there wasn't this confrontational relationship with um with billy bean it wasn't like that at all and he was really fucked off with his betrayal and also he, he was i think he alluded to if that's what they actually thought of me then it's pretty. He was pretty fucking devastated about it. He said, to be honest, because he spent seven years there, and then when someone brings out their memoirs, because this was based on a book of fuck, they actually thought I was a prick like the whole time, you know. <laughs> so he was quite upset about it. But you get the then you, you get the story of the season. You got Chris Pratt who comes in kind of before his, he'd hit big time, so he'd had his Parks and Rec days. Have you seen him in that? Yeah, because he was it was a bit of a chunky chunky monkey. monkey yeah. So he auditioned for this. And they kind of liked him, but they said, you're just too heavy. Like you're too big to play a professional athlete. So he lost 30 pounds and he kept weekly checking back in with them. Have you cast that role? Have you cast it? And he persevered and eventually he did He did get the role. So fair play to him because this was 
you know, one of the stepping stones to him really making it, you know, making mm. it big in Hollywood. And he's really good in it. He can't play his normal position because he's got a long-standing injury. So they they could they can pick him up for nothing basically because he's finished as a player and he has to retrain and he has all these crises of confidence and these funny moments where one of the old pros says to him like what what's your what's your number one fear you know when you're out there it's just well the ball coming anywhere near me and the, and he, the guy sort of laughs and he goes no no seriously like I'm fucking terrified <laughs> so you get and then and then you do get the the baseball story side of it of what happens to the season so they they break a record along the way of the most consecutive wins and then you get into the postseason. And I don't want to spoil it for you, Harry, because you've not seen it, but it, it, it's the sort of underdog story, but not played in the sort of traditional way. This was originally going to be directed by Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, but he couldn't get it off the ground. Apparently, he made some late changes to the script, which didn't go down well with the studio, and they were fucking raging and basically kicked him off it. There's various different versions of that story depending on which side of the studio you're on Soderbergh said it wasn't going to get made the way he wanted to so he didn't waste any energy mm. pursuing it mm. the the other side is it's that Amy Pascal who she cropped up in those Sony hacks there was some stuff that yes leaked about her yeah she was apparently apoplectic with rage at the changes he'd made to the script because they'd obviously got Aaron Sorkin on it they'd pulled a lot of strings this had been in production for a long long while and they you know eventually thought they were going to get it made and it's a hard sell though isn't it this is basic you know it's it's not an easy pitch does anybody want to watch this movie it's about spreadsheets (laughs) yeah yeah basically the data draws you still back sidey the data draws you back may i (laughs) love this film i've watched it so many times it's Brad Pitt has this thing about eating in films as well. Yeah, so it yeah. was Ocean's Eleven. It was a big he, joke, he, wasn't it? He does, he, well, he does it loads in this as well. He's like, there's several scenes where he's in his office phoning different managers around the league, trying to trade players. And in between these sort of 30-second calls where he just bark orders down the phone to some GM, hang up the phone, grab some food, throw it in his face, <laughs> pick up the phone, do another one. He, like, he really does like this eating on screen thing i don't know anyone else who does that he really <laughs> and even sometimes he writes he gets the pen you know the marker pen, chewing it but bites the lid off spits it out and he writes he like i'm pretty sure most people would be told don't do that sort of shit on the screen <laughs> it looks weird he's good and the relationship that he has with jonah hill in this is great they yeah have this real kind of buddy dynamic it's it's it works really well on screen for a movie that's about sports there's surprisingly little actual baseball in the movie is one Hardly of the any. things that I remember. And I think that's probably why it's able to strike a chord, I think, with most people, because there isn't actually any intrinsic understanding of the game of baseball really required. You're just watching an innovator doing something different. There was a fair amount of artistic license used in how the season actually went, and there was a few other players that don't get mentioned in the film that had a big um, influence on the season, as it turned out. Interestingly, well, for me anyway, is it, it's Chris Pratt who hits the winning run to break the, the 20 consecutive win record. In real life, he wasn't supposed to be batting that day. I don't know exactly how baseball works. It, it, <laughs> in my massively ignorant understanding, <laughs> I would have just thought everyone had a go, but it yeah. doesn't work like that. Yeah. Our, our American listeners are just thinking, what a bunch of pricks. I don't yeah. know what they fucking talk about. Yeah. And in any case... He did end up because you 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 pinch hit is it? You just get you can get to hit for somebody else, isn't no, it? Yeah, they change it up. So he 
no, Bunce where you just dinked the ball, but this is where he wasn't supposed to be batting that night, but they changed it up and said, right, go on, go out. You know, you get a feeling or you against a certain kind of pitcher, they think might put him in. So anyway, he went out, he hit the home run, but because he wasn't supposed to be batting, he didn't have a bat. So the bat that he was using was not by the manufacturer that he had to deal with. So he actually got fined oh, no. for, for hitting the, the run that broke the record. I would just like to point out that this summer we, for a brief moment, did have a, probably not a professional level, but we had a game of softball down at the school <laughs> with the parents <laughs> in the class. And Sidey, you were there, weren't you? And I think probably were, the best player there. Well, but who was the only person who hit two home runs and caught out whoever I caught out, who was Someone's, really miffed at it? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So... It wasn't as professionally set up as I'd have liked, to be honest. Mm. There was too many kids playing as well. There was a lot of kids, yeah. When I first heard it was called Moneyball, did you think it was going to be like Rollerball or like, you know... James Kahn one. Yeah, the James Kahn one, exactly. But instead they were like roller skating around a big thing with money. Bit I, like I, I can't remember where I first saw it. I don't think I saw this at cinema. I don't even know if it came to the cinema over here, to be honest with you. But was, it, was it an extra I, I, download with your Microsoft uh, Excel update? <laughs> this, this, they were screaming out for some Alteryx on this movie, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what I also didn't realise, and I didn't even till today when I was looking up about this movie, is how many awards it was certainly nominated for. It was This was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Brad Pitt, Best Supporting Actor, Jonah Hill, Best Adapted Screenplay, and then the big ones, Best Sound Mixing and Best Editing. Mm. I don't know that it actually won any of those. but uh, Brad Pitt was very good. I didn't necessarily notice the editing, but it must have been good to make a movie like this, which has very you know niche appeal on paper, mm. something that a lot of people can enjoy. And I think a lot of people can enjoy this. Yeah, and when I think about it, it's a film in a long line of baseball movies that i enjoy mm. field of dreams yeah oh yeah 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 bull durham yeah major league major league yeah. like the one with madonna no don't like that one <laughs> <laughs> league of their own yes that's the, the league one. of their own that's right yeah not because i'm a massive sexist i just don't really like madonna or mm, it's tom hanks as well isn't it not a huge global one. cabal yeah, exactly. Pizzagate. So what I would say in in summary is that despite sounding like the most boring film concept on the planet, this is a film I've seen probably six or seven times now, and I still enjoy watching it. And I would definitely recommend that you give it a whirl, Harry. Okay. Yeah, I've only seen this once, but I, I think don't be put off by the subject matter. It is really fantastic. Well, like, don't get put off by the subject matter, like this week's film that you've got me fucking watching, you twat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sneak ahead for Friday's episode. I am a bit apprehensive now that you uh, mention it, but hey-ho. Back on, back on. <laughs>